Recording in progress. I shall not fear no man but God. Though I walk through the valley of death. Back in elementary, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that dug like tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past, you wanna last. Be the first to blast, remember Cato. No longer with the seat, the seats, call on the sirens. Seen them murdered in the streets, now rest in peace. Is there heaven for a G? Remember me. So many homies in the cemetery shed so many tears. Good morning, good morning. Had to get my lighting right. I'm big on lighting if you haven't seen. Uh, anyways, um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another edition of This Is Recorded Podcast. How was your day? How's your morning? How's your evening? Hope all is well. Hope all is good. Let me get this down. Take this out. Oh, my ear pod was in. Um... How are you? I hope you're well. I hope your um, spirits are high. I hope your mind is full of happy thoughts and happy things. And I hope you are ready for another edition of This Is Recorded Podcast. I like to get the background. I feel like light is good. The outdoors is good. Moving around is good. Not staying closed in the house all the time. You don't want to do that. So... I was like, hey, let me open up the blinds. It takes me a little minute to get the lighting right because it's outside and I have a light up here. So you got to figure it out. But you don't care about that. You came for the podcast. Man, this is my favorite time of year, man. Um, you know, you have the great holidays coming up. And even though I think for a lot of us, well, for uh, people I grew up with and my family and different things, it ain't too much about the holiday, like specifically Thanksgiving or specifically Christmas. It's about the togetherness of family and coming together and, you know, we listen to music, you know, people may be drinking, having a good time, we cracking jokes and we eat, you know, and uh, I mean, Christmas time you get gifts, so things like that is cool. Um, I love this time of year, the leaves change. It looks real beautiful outside. Um, hot chocolate. I love hot chocolate. Seasonal stuff like that. And you just eat good. You hibernate. You take a good nap. You snuggle up. Sometimes you got fireplaces. Then Christmas time, you have the different songs and music and everything that's going on. So this is just a great time, man. I, I just love it. I love, you know, I can wear my hats and I can wear my hoodies and you, you can really dress up because you got to have like two outfits. Basically, you got to have your jacket and everything like that. And then when you take that off, you got to have another outfit. Uh, you want to wear boots, you get your boots off, your Tims and all of that. And ladies get their boots off and everything. So it's just a beautiful time. So I hope you enjoying this time of year the same way I do. Um, also, November is going to go by very fast because... I'm recording this actually on Sunday morning, so it's the 13th already, and before you know it, this week will go by, the next week will be Thanksgiving, and then after that, it'll be pretty much be over. November is over, so it's just crazy. Favorite time of year. I'd be interested to know in the comments or wherever, what is your favorite time of year? Because uh, we all have our own. Summertime, of course, is great, but this time, it's like 
I mean, Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and the New Year's is just kind of like bam, 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 bam. It's always something going on and something happening. So I love that time of year, man. Um, also, uh, I want to inform you that I did not get the opener gig, but I understand why. So there is hope at the end of the tunnel. Um, they had a big opener that is like a big podcast called Big Facts that is kind of up and coming and big, but they're also signed to Charlemagne's network, the Black Effect Network. So you can't really defend yourself against that. So and it was a smart move because it'll bring more to City of Atlanta on Rory and Maul's um part and and it'll bring more people to the show and things like that. So it was definitely a smart move. So it just felt like um and I was a little bit nervous, I ain't gonna lie, because it's just like first time you jump out there but I think it gives me time to develop my craft and podcasting and ideas and different things I want to do. Because one thing you don't want to do is jump out there too soon. In life, you want to kind of slowly and gradually build your way up so you're prepared for that moment. You just don't want to jump out in that moment and, you know, fall flat on your face sometimes. So um, it's bittersweet. But, I mean, I listen to their podcast from time to time, too, so it'll be cool. And um, I was getting ready to say I've never been to a live podcast, but I have been to the great um, Reggie Osei Combat Jack. We did go to his podcast um, taping. He interviewed Ed Lover, Combat Jack, rest in peace. He is like the black Joe Rogan. He's the one who opened the doors for black people in podcasting. And really, you know, all black people in the podcasting space should know Combat Jack and should be appreciative. Once again, man, the two things that I feel very connected to and thankful for in life is that I got to meet Combat Jack and I got to meet Nipsey Hussle. Those are some like idols of some great people that like, hey, man, this is like I know I'm going in the right directions because we crossed paths. We shook hands with both of these people. So it was just amazing. But you know, Combat Jack is just like, I mean, he's the man. So I did go there, but this will be my second live podcast. So while I'm there, I, I want to learn. I want to soak up game, and I want to know that I'm going to be on that stage. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the venue that they're having it at. It's a place called Center Stage, and Center Stage is a place where me and my wife love. It's like a smaller, intimate podcast, I mean, smaller, intimate concert venue and has three different venues for, you know, smaller acts, a little bit medium acts and then bigger acts. And then it's just like we always see the best concerts there. And we usually see people when they up and coming. We've seen her when she was up and coming, the group named Division. We've seen Jid there um, when J. Cole was doing the pop up Dollar in the Dream short shows. What he would do was he would just post the location of a place and then it'll be a dollar to get in for all the college students and people that just love his music. It was great promotion, and he would just do a concert there, and we love it. We even thought about, man, if we had the money during the pandemic, we would have made them an offer they can't refuse to buy that place because we just love it. I'm pretty sure it was our first concert together, me and my wife. We seen Music Soul Child. So one day we will buy Center Stage. We're speaking that to existence, man. We love that place. It's a great place, so I'm excited for tonight to soak up game, to learn, and just, man, to network, man. You got to get out of your comfort zones because I was very nervous because I'm like, I think with things we want in life, like, sometimes you nervous a little bit, like, what if I get it? 
which is crazy because like isn't that the point like don't you want to get it don't you want to open but then you get a nervous and then you want to backtrack a little bit like but what if I get it so I was like real hesitant and I was like they haven't said nothing about the show and the opener so maybe they're not doing it no more or something so I was kind of like eh, maybe I shouldn't say nothing but I did I, I sent the DM and stuff but then they announced that they have an opener so that kind of canceled me out and this is a pretty big opener, so it's great for them. It's great networking for them. So while I'm there, I plan on just networking, soaking up game. You know, if you know me from my old photography ways, I, I like to swivel in. I might end up somewhere I'm not supposed to be, meet some people, and talk the right thing. So I'm excited about that. And um, I just love it, man. I just love it. And I keep seeing this quote, and I love this one, man. It's comfort zones is where dreams go to die. So for all of us, we got to get out of the comfort zones. We got to take those calculated risks is what I like to say. We got to take those and we got to make it happen because we can't, I can't just put this podcast out and just expect it to do something. I got to go out and work it. When you have a record, you know, that's how you got a team that goes out and work it. You go to clubs. I mean, now you go to strip clubs and like try to work your record and you tour and you do every little city and you do every opportunity to get yourself out there. Because you gain a fan base and people remember like, dang, I remember when they was at this little space like a center stage or something like that. Or they was doing bars and then now look at them. I mean, you look at somebody like Cardi B, who was a former stripper and then went into rapping and she did kind of Instagram videos and trying to be funny and different things. And then she worked and worked and worked. And I'm sure a lot of people talk trash about her and said that like she's not going to make it. I mean, she's not even the cutest stripper. She's not this. A stripper rapping, when has that happened? She's on Love and Hip Hop. So they all do that thing, but the sky's the limit, man. And what if she didn't take that opportunity like me? What if they gave her a song like Bodak Yellow and stuff like that? And she was like, nah, because what if I take off? So all of us, we got to get out of those comfort zones. We got to make it happen. One time for the lighting. So we got to make it happen. We got to get out of those comfort zones. We got to do it. We got to push forward. The more you feel a little bit nervous about it, I think the more it's for you. And you got to really jump out there and do it. Because, I mean, I always love comedians because comedians, no matter how big they are, from time to time, they still bomb. Meaning that they, the jokes don't hit. It's not that funny. And people walk away like, that wasn't the best. You know, basketball uh, athletes. Some days the shot's not falling, you know, some days, but they keep playing. They have better days and they know what it feels like to be down, to be out. So they never want to feel that again. They want to keep going. So for all of us, we got to keep going. We got to, you know, take those risks, man. We really calculated risks. You want to do that. You want to make things happen. You have to do that. Um, in order to be better, in order to feel good about yourself, you have to you know, jump out there, jump out of those comfort zones. Um, Black Panther uh, went out to see Black Panther. It was an amazing uh, movie and display, uh, of course, very emotional. Um, you know, everybody wanted to see the movie and wanted to see how things are going to go. I'm not going to spoil the movie. I'm going to let you guys go see it. But, I mean, you know... Of course, you know, Chadwick Boseman, he passed and things like that. So, of course, the movie's emotional because you think about that while you're watching it and things like that. But, um, 
you know, like I said before on a different podcast, the way Chadwick Boseman lived, you know, you want to live a life where people have nothing but great things to say about you. But I also believe in just like the way he lived his life, um, that people live life in privacy. They live life quiet and you let the people talk about you. You don't have to brag about the things you've done and what you've done or tell everything you're doing. You just go out and do it. And for him, he just did it. He was great. You know, like I said before, you know, he was living with this disease in his body and he still wanted to create the work because he felt like the work and the impact would be bigger than his own existence. And he knew that with him even doing the work and the impact, it will live on and it will be better. And it will encourage a lot of young black girls, young black boys. Uh, one of the biggest movies ever in Black Panther. It could motivate you. The stories of Jackie Robinson, the stories of James Brown, the different things he did. He always wanted to uplift us black people in this black culture. So rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Everybody go out to see Black Panther so we can talk about it. Um, I mean, it, all, it also felt good to see everybody back out there, all my beautiful black kings and queens out there, even though we had a grandma and grandpa sitting next to us eating a whole bag of popcorn, literally out of a Walmart bag, and talking and stuff like that. Like the movies, <sighs> we have the worst experience. I don't know if it's me. I picked the worst tickets, stuff like that. But, you know, you end up just like letting it be what it is because a lot of people don't get out too much and it's an event for them and it was such a special time when we seen Black Panther before so you just kind of be like look I want to see the movie I just had to see it because people spoil it but the movie experience for me a lot of times just don't work out because people talk and do this and do that and it's just like come on please let me just watch the movie but Black Panther, man, it's just amazing. And like I said, you want to live a life like a Chadwick Boseman. You want to feel good about, you know, the things you do. And you let the people talk, you know, like Bob Marley, the impact never dies. Nipsey Hussle, the impact never dies. Chadwick Boseman, the impact never dies. Um, and, you know, you start to think of these ideas and these sayings of like the good die young, things like that. And. You know, I, I just think, like, I don't know, sometimes it feels almost, like, sacrificial that certain things happen because I think um, death is so final in a lot of ways. So you think about, like, wow, like, the world stops and the mind starts to go. And you start to think about, like, damn, they really pass. So it's just, like... For Chadwick Boseman, like, wow, he did all these great things, and it's so final in his death that he really passed that it starts you to thinking, like, I need to make a change. No matter how many times, that's why actions is better than, stronger than words and louder than words. Because when I'm there for you, when I'm there when you're down, when I'm there when you're up, that speaks more volumes than me saying, hey, you know, I'm going to do it, man, I'm going to... I got you next time. I'm a no. I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm no. I need actions. I need actual things that I can recall that you actually did. Cause just saying something, just saying I'm gonna come to the game. I'm gonna come to your game versus me actually being at your game is totally different. So you know, I mean, when you look at you know, God bless 
somebody like Takeoff, you know, somebody, a rapper from a group called Amigos here in Atlanta that passed. And, you know, um, you look and you're like, wow, man, it's like he passed too. And it's just like he wasn't even doing anything. He was just there. It's just like, and then it makes you stop and think like, dang, it really makes people think actions, unfortunately, especially when it comes to people past and rest in peace to take off, that we need to really live this life. We need to really be happy. We really need to like enjoy and cherish the people around us. We have to show them actions. We have to really show up for people. We have to make sure we check in on our people. And you really have to cherish it. We don't have time to argue. I think a beautiful thing about age for me is that I don't really argue whatever. I understand what the situation is and I move on past it. You know, I remove myself from it or something. But far as a grudge or beef or something like that, no. You always wish everybody well, especially when it comes to family. But also self-care sometimes is distancing yourself away from a situation or a certain people. You know, so in this life, we I said that to say about the passing of these kings, man, is that you just want to live a good life. You want to be there for people. You want to help people. But you also got to be there for yourself because sometimes people don't have nobody to really lean on. So that self-care and self-motivation, things like that is very important. So make sure you're doing that. Make sure you um giving yourself a, a, a wellness day. You know, uh, um, man, I can't think of the name. Of course, when the camera come on, uh, you uh, self-care day. Um, so you want to do days like that. And it makes me think of like a, a Kendrick song from his first album. Uh, well, I don't know. It's considered his second album, but Good Kid, Mad City, um, where he has a song called Sing About Me. And he said, promise that you will sing about me. You know, and it's just talking about different people and their situations and they're dying. And he's talking about, like, um, I hope they remember the things I did, things like that. Like, I hope that you will sing about me after my death. And one thing that I can say um, about death and different things is that, like, um, I love a celebration of life. I don't love the whole sadness and the traditional way of, you know, people go out and they, um, you know, be really sad and stuff like that. And they really, you know, we at this funeral, everybody's sobbing, everybody's crying. And, you know, everybody is just sad and stuff like that. I love, like, how in New Orleans and things like that, they celebrate life. They, you know, I think just as a wedding um, reception, we need to have... A funeral, things like that, where we celebrate, we play music, uh, we share stories. Um, tears of joy, man. You know, we need to have some tears of joy um, in celebrating our life. We need to play our favorite songs. We need to share the funny moments. We need to share, like, everything like that. We need to have beautiful pictures. We need to celebrate life. Um, you know, in the passing, I mean, I mean you moved on to... A different place, a greater place. I mean, maybe you reincarnated, who knows? But I just think we need to celebrate more of life and things like that in the person's life. The just traditional sad way, I don't really love that at all. I'm totally against like the whole like just sad. We come here, we just sad, we say a few words, we just sad. Let's celebrate the life of this person 
and let's live and let's enjoy. So like New Orleans and other things we'll talk about later on. Let's celebrate life because it's beautiful when people like even through the pain, we find time to smile and enjoy somebody's life and we can sing about somebody. Um, One of my main reasons and the points I like to get to, I like to try to set up my podcast, talk a little bit in the middle, have a little fun, make it lighthearted and then kind of towards the end, bring it home. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a bring it home part. I watched a documentary, beautiful, beautiful documentary called Cave of Adulam. Um, It's on ESPN Plus right now. Uh, Maybe it could come on Hulu. I'll check, but it's on ESPN Plus. Once again, it's called Cave of Adulam. And what it is is about a karate instructor that instills karate, but also forms of like religious practices and stuff like that into his teaching for like young boys, young youth in the Detroit area. And what he does is he said that he learned through karate and through dealing with these young black boys in the Detroit area is that they didn't need more discipline. They needed more love. And I thought that was such a bar and it was so beautiful because he was saying they don't need do this, chin up, do this, do that. Of course they need that, and he instills that, but they also need love and empathy on, like, well, why can't you do it? You know, what what's going on? Like, why is your brain boggled? Why are you not focused? Why we can do this? Why don't you do it? And, you know, quickly I'll try to remember he has stories. He have a 17-year-old boy that dad went to jail when he was two, and he has other siblings, so it feels like, you know, it with different dads, so it feels like, I mean, my dad didn't care. He went to jail. You know, he didn't care about me. They have a young boy that's about 14. Um, he watched his dad die in his sleep. His dad, like, choked on something or had something going on. He died in his sleep. They had another boy um, that, you know, uh, got joked on while he was younger for having bad skin and eczema and, like, People would not want to sit next to him, and they said it was the Josh touch and things like that, and people were real um, harsh and mean to him. Um, and they had one other boy. They had another boy that his mom seemed like, you know, was on drugs or something like that, and that she wasn't really around, and he's living with his grandma and different things. That so, like, you know, his mom's currently about to have another baby, and how that affects him and stuff. And they different and they show different things on how emotional these kids get when something happens. So while they're doing their, you know, teaching, like one boy, you know, he, you know, is trying to pass a test, but he forgot his pants, so he's not fully ready to go and things like that. And, you know, he's he's like and, you know, the instructor is like, why'd you forget your pants and stuff like that? And he's saying, like, I don't think you forgot them. I think you didn't want to do it. You didn't want to face certain things. And it's just very emotional, basically, this whole thing. I'm not doing a great job of explaining it. But basically, he tries to figure out why you can't complete tasks. And for a lot of them, they had a, a boy where the relationship with his mom isn't the greatest or it seems like something's going on, maybe drugs or something, like I said, with his mom or something, or just anything could be going, mental health, whatever. And his mom calls him in class and his teacher is talking to him. And then when his mom calls him after that, he can't focus because his emotions is like, man, like even though my mom wasn't around, I want my mom so much. 
I mean, um, you have a, the 17 year old kid, his dad is in jail and he's like, I don't want to talk to him. You know, he don't really care, stuff like that. You know, I don't want to write him because he probably don't care. But then he ends up meeting him, you know, and he starts to get an understanding of life and different things. And like they show that um, they show um, also like the boy that, you know, people joked on him and stuff like that. You know, it made fun of him. He's just real rebellious and he wants to fight in school and he wants to be the class clown. And the teacher is telling him, you develop that class clown so people don't joke on you. You want to become the jokester. So it's so much pain and they show like while they're doing, you know, um, in karate, you have to have combat or you have to flip people and fight physically. And, you know, a lot of these young black boys, they cry. And the whole time I'm watching that thing, I'm crying too because I know their pain. I know their frustration. It's so much weight of the world on you in this black skin. It's so much weight of the world on you, everyday life and different challenges that, you know, young black boys, young black girls face. And, I mean, one of them is that boy that, you know, was cracking on his skin and he's just acting out in school. And he has no real reason other than the things, you know, that went on when he was younger and, one of the things, like when he was telling the story, even telling the story now about what happened to him when he was a kid, he's still crying and stuff like that. It hurts him deeply, so he rebels. And what the teacher instructed, one of his instructions was, he said, look, come here. I want your dad to come over here, and I want you to get on his back and lay on him while he does push-ups. And it was so emotional because his dad is doing push-ups, and he starts with him on his back, and he starts to really struggle and he's saying, this is what happens with your dad when he goes out in the world. He's trying to lift you up and he's trying to hold you up at the same time. Eventually, he's going to quit. But then he tells the boy on his back, you help him lift up with him. Every time he breathes out, y'all both get up together. And then in that, it showed that it makes it easier. And, it, and the lesson in it was when we try together, we can make things happen. We can you know, make it better, you know, and it was such a beautiful moment to see and a beautiful thing because it's showing that we got to do it together. And for a lot of young black kids, it's just a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and you feel like nobody cares and different things. So you go through that. But when you help each other, especially for young black boys, this boy was fortunate enough to have his father, but for young black boys that don't have their father, for your mom, you could do the same exercise. She's trying to do push-ups with you on her back. You got to help her out. And when you help her out, y'all could push together and y'all could make things happen. But it was just so emotional because it's just like, it's just, you know, even they had the boy with his mom having a kid and they had a discussion at the dinner table and they were preparing the boy because like older people when you're younger you're getting older you're a teen you think you know better you're smarter I can figure this out but you don't so they talked to him and they was preparing him they said like look you know I know your mom is gonna have another kid I know you weren't around with her growing up we just want to prepare you and let you know that we here for you you know just in case you know you need us or if you feel a kind of way because, you know, she will have her baby and she didn't have you her whole life. And then, you know, he was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then when they saying, you know, I just want to prepare you because if you feel a little bit left out, you know, we understand. And he starts crying because he did feel like, well, damn, like this is where you're going to have a baby and you're going to have this baby, but you didn't have me my whole life. So this whole documentary 
cave of Adulam. I have to get this brother's name um, that's doing it. It's on ESPN+. Plus. But he's a great follow. He's been on The Breakfast Club before. He's been going viral for his teachings on every time somebody fails, he tries to talk through it with them. Like, why are you failing? Get to the emotional. And I feel that for a lot of us, you know, young black people or black people in general, we have all these emotions. We have so many tears, man. I'm, I'm at the foot, my nephew's football game yesterday, and these kids playing football. So it's rough. And they, you know, out there and then they start fighting. They really start fist fighting, even though they got helmets on and they just start fighting. And then like, so now some adults jump in and start hitting kids, you know, and I'm just there watching it after watching this documentary, after watching Black Panther and different things. And I'm just like, it's so much pain. It's so much pain from the black community. It's so much hurt there. And there's so many emotions, and we have to learn to deal with our emotions, feel our emotions, because there is no doubt we are behind emotionally and financially. Like, we're fighting a battle that's a losing battle because we got pushed so far behind. But we have to find different resolutions. We shouldn't be fighting our brother and sister. We should be helping them up. We should help them do them push-ups as well. We got to help each other. We got to treat each other and we got to come forward to your emotions. Don't fight it. Don't run from it. Go towards your emotions. Feel your emotions. Be your emotions. Love your emotions and learn to be a better person. Learn to live with peace because in this world and in this life, all we want is peace, especially all my beautiful black kings and queens. All we want is peace. So it's just like, man, I'm going to title this so many tears. There's so many tears, but let them out today. Whatever's hurting you, whatever's harming you, speak about it, talk about it, because um, time is not on our side, so we want to do that. We want to, man, live this life to the fullest. You only get one in this form that we know of, like I said, so we want to live this life. We want to be happy. We want to have friends and have family, and I speak in existence that you treat yourself today. Watch the Cave of Adulam on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to find other places. But have something to look forward to this week. Plan something for this Thursday, this Friday, this weekend that you're going to do with yourself to make yourself feel happy or with your family or something. Plan a surprise for somebody. Do something positive. Love yourself. Love this life. I speak into existence. Something to look forward to this week. And this is recorded.